Hey everyone, ready to become more confident in your parenting journey? Come join us for a new episode of Colo Take 15, the podcast made for the everyday parent. I am Aaron, your host, co-founder of Colo Families, a nurse and a dad of two. On Colo Take 15 podcast, we discuss ways to help create a healthier, more connected family from the start, covering topics from pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, the early years, and everything in between. We hope you'll pick up some tips, tricks, and some tidbits of health information in the next 15 minutes. Colo Take 15 podcast will make every effort to broadcast correct information and to keep things as general as possible for all of our listeners. We realize that healthcare providers may have a different way of saying things. And on this podcast, we are having conversations with guests, exploring parenting topics, and the information shared are generalized and are not to be used as treatment for any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Consult with your healthcare provider for any medical issues that you might be having. This disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to this podcast. Now, whether you're tuning in on your coffee break, running errands, or stuck on your driveway because your little one fell asleep in the car seat, we're glad you're here. Now, let's get started. Hello, Colo families. Okay, today's guest is Zoe Dixon. Zoe is a registered nurse and a mom of two. Zoe has nursing experience in mental health, postpartum, labor and delivery, and also in nursing education. And I'm thrilled to have Zoe on today. Welcome to the Colo Take 15 podcast. Thank you. Yay. Okay, it's okay. Our, our podcast is called Take 15 because it's a 15 minute episode to fit in with your busy day. So we're trying to grab that coffee break of yours, or maybe it's that last 15 minutes of your lunch break, whatever it is, we're happy that you are on with us today. Now, speaking of free time now, Zoe, you're a mom of two kids, right? Yes. Uh, how old are they? I have a three-year-old and a 10-month-old, two ah. years and three months. Woo. Okay. So, <laughs> so when I said to our listeners, you know, 15 minutes of your time, free time. Does that even exist for a mom out there? Sometimes yeah. when they're both napping still, obviously the the little one is still napping and the toddler still naps. And sometimes if the uh, naps align, then I will get a little break. And I usually do the dishes and do some laundry and then that's it. <laughs> Oh gosh, like when you when you said when things align, isn't that just like crazy talk? Like all the stars have to align and now we're like naps have to align and everything else has to align in life just in order to get 15 minutes of free time. That's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Does it has it gotten better for you? You know, as you're reflecting back, maybe you know when there are 10 months and what how old? Yeah. Three years. Yeah, three years. Like, is it getting better? It's getting better. The the little bit at the beginning with a newborn baby was really difficult because yeah. you were not sleeping at all at night. I struggled with breastfeeding and my toddler was only two and a bit. So she had a hard time adjusting. Um, then there was a period where it was really, really easy because the baby would sleep anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so we could leave the house and she would sleep in a carrier or in the car seat or whatever. And then she turned six months and she started eating solids. And then the schedule changed all over again. <laughs> and I don't really um, get a chance to leave the house. I have these tiny <laughs> little windows <laughs> where one of the, like where they're both awake. And they both 
don't need to sit down and eat something. There's like two one hour gaps in my day where I can. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing and I'm not, I'm not laughing at you. Um, I'm just laughing at, I'm just laughing at the situation because I'm a dad of two and I've I've kind of been there too and I've been stuck in certain places like we call them it's called you know your kidnap in the yeah. car right yeah. they're, they're you are out and about and you're trying to race home in time in order That's to get right. them napping in their you know in the crib or whatnot but now they've fallen asleep before you actually got into the house now you're kidnapped on your driveway does that happen to you <laughs> yes yeah yeah, I try I try to avoid it but um yeah when that has happened I just drive around the neighborhood and well Zoe you kind of mentioned that um with your second kiddo that you struggled a bit but there's there's this there's this thing right like you're a nurse mm-hmm. and people just assume that hey you're a nurse you should it, it shouldn't be a struggle for you yeah so so what's what's your response to that yeah I had I actually struggled at the beginning breastfeeding both um kids for different reasons. And I had a lot of experience in postpartum with teaching other moms to breastfeed. So it was a shock both times. um, Mm -hmm. Because I thought I was very adamant that I wanted to breastfeed. So I struggled through and got out the other side and was able to breastfeed both of them. But it was really surprising. um, Because it's really easy for me to sit and do my teaching and then leave that mom and say, oh, she's fine. Mm. And then after experiencing struggling with both kids, it's like, you can, you can teach so much, but you're not there in the trenches with them doing it. Yeah. You know, eight to 12 times a day in the middle of the night, pumping, like it's easy. It's the one thing I had to pump both times to keep up my supply and I remember telling other moms as a nurse oh just just pump if you have to give them a bottle just pump to keep up your supply it's no big deal it is not no big deal it's (laughs) a huge deal it It is is so much work it's so exhausting it's like you have to clean all this stuff you have to try to breastfeed you have to give them a bottle you're doing both you're doing like and then with the second one trying to like make sure the toddler was okay crazy actually experiencing it yourself as opposed to helping someone else who's struggling with it yeah I know totally right like you're, you're you're so right from when you put on your nursing hat it's it's easy to um give those health education and and teaching and giving all your giving all the best information out there for for the parent to make the you know the best decision moving forward whatever they're going through but then you when you're experiencing on your own it's like oh my gosh things are things are happening this is for real now right and 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 you you sometimes you forget about all the nursing stuff that you knew before and you're just the mom just like everyone else right so yeah yeah, no totally I I hear you what what do you think are the top three and and this might be hard because there's so many things out there but what what do you think are the top three pain points like what are the top three issues parents are struggling with like so so let's talk about new parents. So once they've mm-hmm. um, got, once they're home now, what, what yeah. are the, what are those top three struggles? Number one, I would say is feeding. Mm-hmm. Number two, absolutely is sleep. Yeah. And number three is a combo of finding time for yourself slash guilt. Oh, <laughs> that's when you throw in that word guilt, that's a good one. I'm going to do a little, you know, a little activity here with you right now. I'm just going to go on my web browser. It's a, it's a clean browser. It's been c- cached 
clear, you know, data has been cleared. And I want to just plug in what you just said, you know, those top three things. Yeah. And we're going to see what pops up. So I'm going to see what Google Autocomplete gives us. Yeah. And then hopefully you'll be able to kind of speak to to it a little bit more. So I'm just going to start with, all right. So the first couple of hits talks about what is a good feeding schedule. So yeah. what what are your thoughts on feeding schedule? Should should it should it be rigid? Should it be flexible? Or or or, or what are just your first thoughts about that? I personally love routine and structure. Yeah. So a feeding schedule seems very appealing to someone with my personality. Mm. And I think because you do it so many times during the day, it kind of becomes routine. So you think logically there should or could be a schedule attached to it. With my first kid, she totally fed on a schedule. She didn't have any problems feeding when I wanted to feed her. She ate as much as she needed and she was good to go. Yeah, yeah. My second one, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not on my schedule, not even really on her schedule. It was very much like if she needed some, like she might need more at one time, she might need less at another time. There might be a small gap in between. There might be a large gap in between. Oh, that's such a good point, right? Like if, if, because you need to fit it within your own personality too, right? Yeah. So if, if you're a mom that, that, that just loves checkboxes, you know, being rigid and all that stuff, then yeah, it work, uh, this should work for you. But I think the other flip side of it too, is the personality of your baby too, mm-hmm. as you're yeah. kind of talking about, like, does it, yeah. does it work? Does a rigid schedule work for both of you? Cause now you're dealing with um, another person that's dependent on you as well. So yeah, those are really good points. I remember for well, my kiddos, like my, our first kid, mm-hmm. um, she's yeah, very, very predictable, very, so you can set a schedule and you'll know it on the dot, like the next feeding time. And, and that was just personality wise. And that was, you know, my wife, like she, she, she thrives on, on a mm-hmm. rigid schedule too. So it worked out for sure. And then our second one, because of medical issues, like our second kiddo he was in the NICU for the longest time so there was like there was schedule based on the NICU's schedule but then he was all over the he was just so different so yeah it all it also depends on the type of personality of your baby as well Mm -hmm. yeah okay I'm gonna type in your the next one sleeping (laughs) and see what pops up (laughs) sleeping new parents what comes up ah the first couple of things are sleep deprivation Mm -hmm. so what what are your thoughts on getting the sleep you need as a parent I am very affected by not having a good night's sleep yeah um and so I think that there's a balance of knowing that as a new parent you're not gonna you're, you're going to be sleep deprived. So kind of accepting that yeah. and working within that. If you need to have a nap during the day, or if you, maybe your partner can do one feeding at night so that you can have like a longer stretch of sleep, or you do what I did and just kind of power through. <laughs> <laughs> Um, knowing that one day they'll sleep for a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. My, my magic, my magic time, not anymore, but when they were first born is four hours. If I could get four hours of uninterrupted sleep, I would be okay. <laughs> Ooh, four hours. <laughs> but that's not, that's not the case anymore. <laughs> what, how, how many hours do you get now? Um, probably like six. Well, it depends. It depends. 
who's waking up, what time they're waking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, for, for any of our listeners out there, there's hope. Yes. So you, 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 you start, you know, like for in Zoe's situation, you know, four hours is lucky enough if you get four, but now she's up to six. So things are, <laughs> things are going up. Um, so, you know, and I think, you know, sleeping is such a, a big thing that a lot of people don't quite, you know, we haven't gotten our heads wrapped around that yet. How much does it actually affect someone Mm -hmm. and it it affects us really bad you get if you're sleep deprived you're it's not just the 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 next day that you're affected you're I find that you get you're affected for a few days um like you're you're kind of in this cloud and you're a little bit agitated and you know if you have a partner living in with you you feel so bad for them because you just like you just rip right into them (laughs) um and because you're just so agitated anything would just kind of set you off but I think that's also hate to say it but you know that you know is that also part of going through the the fire and the gauntlet of being a parent Mm -hmm. um so and it's just it's just something we got to learn with and obviously you know there are some great strategies and tools and resources out there to make it a little bit easier for sure so I think there's a lot of resources out there but a lot of them are misinformed I think and you know what Zoe I 100% agree with you I think people are so tired that they want a Mm -hmm. solution and they sometimes forget that use it's normal Mm. for babies to wake up at night it's normal for your baby to want to be with you and just to go back to basics and it's okay to breastfeed at night you know yeah and you know and those and like you said those are good things because it's it's showing that your your baby is dependent on you and that's a good thing those are relationships and bonding moments and it's not until they get a little bit older where they can start self-soothing and putting themselves back to bed but if they're hungry, they're hungry. Yeah, they're going to be, exactly. yeah, they're going to yeah. be screaming and crying until it, it, it goes back to that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like if, if I need, yeah. if I'm hungry, I'm hungry. If, if, if I've got a big, you know, poopy diaper or a wet diaper, it's uncomfortable. Right. So yeah. Yeah. There, there's a reason why they're waking you up because you are, exactly. you are mommy or daddy and, exactly. and they need, they need your attention for something. So absolutely, yeah. for sure. Okay, Th- this one, is, this one's going to be a good one. The next the, uh, word that you brought up here was um, <laughs> oh, self-care and then guilt. So I'm just going to put that, that up. Oh, okay. So what is parental or motherhood guilt? Mm. There's this, there's a saying of, it's not selfish to have self-care. Um, mm. So what are your thoughts about that? Like the whole this, this mummy or daddy guilt when you're, when, when you're taking some me time, right? So how does, yeah. how does that work? I think for me, the guilt comes from like, I'm on mat leave. And so this is, it's kind of my job right now hmm. to be taking care of these kids and, and they're only little ones. And I want to just like soak up every moment of it and not miss any of it. Those when I step away from those two things and take time for myself, that's what makes me feel guilty. Right. Um, But then I have to remind myself that if I'm not doing things for me, if I'm not getting the sleep that I need or getting to have a coffee with a friend or go for a walk outside that I am then parenting less effectively because I'm not at my best self. And then that's taking away from them. So that's how I sort of justify. <laughs> I, 
I love what you just said that whole you're less effective if you're not yeah. if you're not taking care of yourself and that rings so true mm-hmm. you know it's a really good point like it's kind of like that analogy of you know when, when you're boarding on a plane and the flight attendants are kind of giving you those instructions and they say make sure you put on your mask first before you help the person next to you because it makes sense because if if you don't have yourself um, taken care of with oxygen mask how are you supposed to help the next person you're right like I think those are the moments where we need to do more often so then we have the capacity to keep on going for you to be re-energized and get your energy back Mm -hmm. coffee or is it tea oh man coffee I love tea but I love coffee (laughs) but I only drink one cup of coffee a day because then I'm I have way too much energy and it turns into like anxiety instead of energy (laughs) so true okay for for our listeners right now you know we're we're getting close to our 15 minutes but there's so much good conversation here so you know keep on going you know look through our playlist of podcasts there's probably going to be you know a um part two section so make sure you you look for that because you know we've got zoe here um, a registered nurse a mom of two she's got experience in mental health experience in postpartum labor and delivery and she's also been a nurse educator so there's a lot that we're going through today and a a lot of professional stuff that she's going to be talking about and also a lot of realistic things too because again she is a mom of two hey families that's all the time for today's colo families take 15 podcast with your host aaron and our guest today zoe We covered a lot in part one, so stay tuned for part two with Zoe, where we will pick up where we left off, covering topics about parenting moments, the role of the nurse, and preparing for your labor and birth. Remember, if you're looking for treatment, seek your healthcare provider for help. For more details of when part two will be released, follow us on social media at Cola Families, or head on over to colafamilies.com for even more information about who and what we do. A special thanks to our editor, Jessica Wong, for today's podcast. Here at Cola Families, thanks for taking 15 with us. Stay strong, parents. Carry on and catch you next time for part two.